Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Heart Blend Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, and I focus on emotional care and empowerment for empaths, sensitive souls, and those that resonate with my content. So hello, I'm so excited and happy to have you. And today we are diving in and focusing on becoming a confident and an assertive communicator. Now, When it comes to communication, we do need to be confident and assertive. So it's so important for us to be able to really assert ourselves in the world and to really show who we are without hiding ourselves or shrinking ourselves. And sometimes we just don't know how to be confident when we're communicating. So if you struggle with that, this is going to be a really helpful episode for you. Just keep in mind that when it comes to confidence, Practice is key. The more that you practice, the more that you're aware, the more that you're intentional, the better your outcome. So let's go ahead and dive into some of the top things you can do to be more confident. We'll take a break and then we'll dive into becoming more of an assertive communicator. Okay, awesome. So number one, I want to ask you, are you a confident communicator? Okay, so some of you are going to say, yes, I'm very confident. And some of you are going to say, no. And some of you are going to say, I think I am. (laughs) Well, when I address some of these things in this episode, you're going to really be able to tap in to see if you are actually expressing that confidence. But before we get there, I want to really dive in and address some uncertainty or fears around the confidence. So I want you to ask yourself, if you don't feel confident when you're communicating, what's holding you back? What's the uncertainty, right? What are you thinking? What are you fearing when it comes to really asserting yourself? Do you feel as though it's from a lack of support growing up or in different circumstances where you really had that parent or caregiver or family or support system to say, go on, speak up, you know, use your voice. You're here, you're present, speak up. So some of us had that, some of us didn't. And so it just depends. But it doesn't matter about the past. It doesn't matter about what happened beforehand and all of that. What happens now is that we focus on addressing and building those skills so we can be more confident when we are communicating, okay? So now that we've covered that, just take some time in your journal or notebook or piece of paper and just write down some of the reasons you may feel uncertain or fearful when it comes to communicating and in what scenarios do you struggle with confidence in communication? Is it in dating? Is it in work? Is it with your friends or family? Is it in general? What are some of the scenarios where that confidence is not as strong? The next thing I want to cover with you is to adjust your body language and your tone. So when you walk into a room or you go anywhere, do you take up space? Do you take up space where you are or are you trying to shrink yourself? Are you holding on to things that are close to you? Are your shoulders kind of hunched over? Is your body closing up? We want to be open, right? So open those shoulders up, lift up the head, right? Not like you're looking at the ceiling, but just forward, making sure that we're maintaining eye contact, 
or you can smile. And not in a robotic way, like I don't want you to walk all stiff, but just feel like you belong wherever you are. So adjusting your body language, being aware that when you are somewhere, and even if it's new, even if you don't know anyone, know that you do belong there if you are there. So own it, okay? Now, the thing is that most people are not confident communicators, which is why if you are one, you'll get ahead so much more. Okay. It's all about in the way you carry yourself. Okay. So bring your presence, whatever that presence is, whatever your personality is, even if it's a quiet personality, we still need to carry an open body language, making sure that people are aware that we are there. We don't have to be loud or boisterous or say, hey, I'm here. In fact, you know, that kind of speaks to trying to overcompensate. So even if you have that quiet confidence, that's totally okay. The next tip that I want to cover with you is to project your voice. Okay. So I don't know if you're a loud speaker or a quiet speaker, But oftentimes when we're speaking really low and no one can really hear us, it's, you know, um, I just want to tell you guys a little bit more about being confident. Do you think anyone wants to hear that? Do you see how you struggled to hear what I was saying? You're eager to hear what I have to say, right? I've held your attention. I grabbed your attention. And if you could imagine at how discouraging it could be to be intrigued and to have someone grab your attention, right? They say, I have something to say. And then they speak really low like this and you can't really understand what they're saying. And it could be really, really frustrating sometimes. No one wants to have to ask you to, hey, I'm sorry, can you speak up? It can create a stressful experience. So we want to make sure we're projecting our voice. And a big portion of that is opening up the chest, right? When we close in our chest, and sometimes we're just not aware of our body language, a lot of us slouch, right? So when we sit up and we open our chest, it makes it easier to just naturally project your voice. You know, a lot of times people just try to speak really loud like this, right? But they can yell and then they're also kind of putting some pressure behind their forehead. When you open up the chest, you will naturally project. So a lot of times it's automatically in your body language. So it goes hand in hand. So projecting your voice actually comes from your chest and opening up your body. And then that will naturally help you to project your voice at an optimal level. Have you ever spoken to someone and they're really loud, right? You almost really can't hear what they're saying. Like you hear them, you know it's them, but it's hard to really listen to what they're saying. But even hearing someone that's really loud is better than trying to strain to hear someone that is really low in their speech. They almost become invisible, forgettable, and you just kind of fade them out into the distance. You don't remember anything they said. People that are loud, you remember them, but they're not the most pleasant to listen to. So make sure that you're projecting your voice, you're speaking up, and you're speaking clearly. Okay. Sometimes we're talking 
and maybe we're nervous and we're just like, yeah, um, so the so next time I'm going to go to, we're running all of our words together. Speak clearly. Okay. We should be able to hear the words, the syllables, and everything that is coming out of your mouth right? We don't want to sound like a robot like this, but we do want to hear each word that you're saying clearly. And the next way to become a confident communicator is to make eye contact and to make sure that we are listening. Okay. So yes, we can speak, we can talk all day long, but the other half of communication is listening which is something that a lot of people struggle with is listening. So have you ever talked to someone and they're like, mm-hmm, 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 yeah, gotcha, mm-hmm. But in the meantime, they're on their phone or they're on the computer or they're reading a book or they're doing something else. We are not set up that way. As much as we love to think we are a multitasker, we're not. Actively listening and actively engaging requires for you to listen and for you to engage. Okay, so you may hear someone in the background while you're doing something, but you're only catching about 20% of what they're saying. So we want to make sure that we're putting our phones away or we're putting our pins down and we are making eye contact with that person. We're listening to them. We can repeat back things that they're saying so we can remember what they're saying. We can engage we can nod our heads. We want to make sure we are paying attention to when someone is speaking to us. If it's not the optimal time for you to listen, communicate that. Hey, right now is really not a good time. Can we pick up on this later? I really want to hear what you have to say. The next tip to becoming a confident communicator is to define yourself. So adding some definition to you, your personality, your style, your way of talking, your way of walking, whatever it is, just making sure that you define yourself for you. When you have in your mind who you are or who you want to become, you will naturally project that. When you don't feel like you have much definition in your character or who you are as a person, it makes it really challenging for you to be authentic, for you to stand out, for people to recognize you, and all of that builds your confidence. Your confidence really taps into your sense of self, and your sense of self comes from your identity, and that identity has to have some definition. So if you're an empath, or if you're someone that's a bit more sensitive, you may tend to favor more of being more comfortable, just chilling out, but just find some ways to bring a little character to you. Maybe it's some jewelry or maybe it's just the way you wear your hair or anything like that can really just define who you are. Nothing says confidence more than someone that is relaxed in a new setting. That means you are just holding that inner security and confidence within yourself. And it's powerful. People pick up on that. And when you're confident, people naturally gravitate towards you. They trust you. And they say, hey, well, he's got it or she's got it. The next tip I have to becoming a confident communicator is to speak slower. Okay, so when we're speaking really, really fast, it's unsettling, right? 
Only those that rush are in fear. If you are given the mic, take up the time, okay? Take up the time you're given. You will not be rushed for anyone, not even for your own insecurities or yourself, and you're just trying to be polite, so you're trying to get it all out at once. No. Take your time. Slow down. And practice having a natural cadence in your speech when you have more pauses, okay? When you have pauses in what you're saying, hold some silence there just for a moment as you continue to speak communicates multiple things. One, when you have pauses of silence in between, naturally it promotes listening from the other person. Just by holding that silence for just a couple seconds really encourages the person to listen to you. The next thing it communicates is, wow, he or she knows that they are delivering this message. This person is delivering this message and they're owning it. And it's their time. It's called temporal control. Control over your own time. And you're going to take up the time that is given to you. And you will not be interrupted. So it doesn't mean that we speak super slow. We're like, all right, so the next thing we're going to cover is confident. No, right? You're going to lose people when you talk too slow. But when you have a natural cadence, a natural rhythm to how you're speaking, it communicates that you're confident. The next tip that I have is in connection to that, which is fluidity in your speech and fluidity in your gestures. So as your words have a natural flow, right? It's almost like when you're speaking, it's like waves, right? So it doesn't mean like you have to be like, whoa, dude, hello. No, that's not what I mean. What I mean is that the words have a nice flow, okay? They are not short like a robot. Do you see? It's not flowing. So it needs to have a natural flow, ease and flow when you're speaking. When you communicate this way, people are just drawn to you. They listen to you. Even if they don't like what you're saying, they listen. And that's all we really want is to be heard and to be understood, correct? And when you listen to someone and they have confidence, you feel good. You feel like you can trust what they're saying. It's giving you some foundation. You can build off of it. We love to learn. So I love listening to really brilliant communicators that share so much insightful information Rather, it's with health or science or just new information. It's just fascinating to me, but it's got to be delivered in the right way. And sometimes they get so caught up on, no one wants to listen to me because I look like this, right? Throw that out the window, okay? When you're communicating, people want to hear what you have to say. If they wanted to see what you had to say, they would have bought your book, right? So... Keep that in mind. 
The next way to communicate as a confident communicator is that you do what needs to be done when it needs to be done. So whatever your role is in life, whether it is to command authority, whether it is to soothe others, whether it is to make someone laugh, rather it is to do whatever it is, you're owning it and you're doing it at the right time. That's the most important thing. You're able to recognize the situation and utilize what is special about you to be purposeful and to be intentional. And when you do that, it says, okay, they're owning it. They're confident. They know what needs to be done and no one is telling them to do that. Anytime we have to have someone to tell us how to be, we're already perceived as not being confident. So it's almost like we're taking initiative and leadership over our own selves. The next tip that I want to share with you, which is very, very common, so don't feel bad if you do this. Even I do this sometimes, but I try to be aware and mindful, is to not use filler words. A lot of the ums and the likes, okay? When we do this, oftentimes we're not very present. We are just trying to get out what is in our heads And we may be nervous and we're just trying to deliver it and get it out. Many times this happens when we're caught off guard or we're just not really prepared. But sometimes it's very habitual and we don't realize that we're doing it. So have you ever talked to someone and you ask them a question and you say, hey, so tell me a little bit more about your presentation. And they go, um, like, um, so In my presentation, um, I really wanted to um, find some ways to, um, oh my goodness, I'm getting annoyed with myself. (laughs) You know, when you have all those filler words, you may have said 20 words, but 17 of them were um, 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 um. It makes it difficult for someone to follow along with you and You don't come across as confident at all. It looks like you're not aware or knowledgeable about what you're saying. Sometimes I use a lot of likes when I'm just really excited about what I want to say and I want to get it out or I just stumbled upon a new idea. Sometimes I'll do that. So it's important to slow down and just really know what you want to say. And I think that at the end of the day, A lot of us just don't practice communicating enough. We spend a lot of time in our heads talking to ourselves or texting or on emails or social media. But when it comes to that communication with others, a lot of us aren't practicing that. So when we get the opportunity to communicate, it comes out all wonky. So the more you practice communication, the more that it's going to come out a lot better and stronger for you. Who's someone that you think is very confident? What do they do? How do they sound? What are their gestures? And see if you can practice modeling some of their behaviors and see if that makes you feel more confident too. So that covers our first section on being a confident communicator. I do want to touch more on being an assertive communicator 
So if that is of interest to you, go ahead and take a break. We'll be right back after this message. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome back. And now we're going to focus on assertive communication. So earlier in this series, we covered communication styles that talked about expression styles, which are being passive, being aggressive, or being passive aggressive or assertive. And so in this episode, I'm going to cover with you how to communicate more assertively. Okay. So it doesn't matter if you've been passive or aggressive, we're going to find ways that we can get in the middle. So that way we can be more assertive in our communication. Okay. All right, let's dive in. So what is assertive communication? Assertive communication is balanced. It's clear. It's confident. And it is respectful to yourself and to others. So a lot of times people say, well, I'm an assertive communicator. I tell people exactly what I want and that's how it's going to be. But is that really assertive? A strong assertive communicator is also empathetic and they do take in consideration the feelings of others, but they are still aware of their own feelings and they communicate that as well. So it's not just a matter of saying, well, this is what I want and that's it. Take it or leave it. It's more of, okay, I hear you and I hear what you have to say. What is a way we can negotiate or get in the middle? Okay, these are the things that I need. What can we do to work together? So it's a matter of working together. It's cooperation, but it's still making sure that we are heard. It's still making sure that our boundaries are communicated. Let's go over how to go from being passive to assertive. A lot of people are passive communicators. It's very, very common, okay? It's more common to be a passive communicator than to be an aggressive communicator. So if we want to go from being passive to assertive, we want to start defining what you like, right? What you want, what you don't like, what are your preferences? Start defining yourself. Have an opinion. If you're always doing everything for everyone else, then we're not really honoring ourselves in the process. So really gain that sense of awareness for yourself, and then you can apply that when necessary. We need to practice saying no, but we want to practice saying no strongly to ourselves first. So let's go ahead and practice with some no's. Just go ahead and say no for the first time. Go ahead and say it. Did it sound something like no? I don't know. No, no, no. Did it sound something like that? We want to have a strong no, 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 no right? We want to make sure we're having a strong no, that how we start the no ends the no the same way that stays consistent. When we say 
No, it's almost like a question. Or it's like an annoyance, like, why would you even ask me that? Or if we say, no, it's almost like another underlying tone that's there. I know that people struggle with saying no these days. And we have a lot of things out there that are really kind of promoting for those to not say no strongly. But saying no strongly is for you, right? It's important for you. So when we have these campaigns and things that say, well, if they didn't say yes, it's a no. We don't communicate like that as human beings, right? We can't just leave things open or indecisive or implied. If it's a no to you, it's a no, period. And we should be able to practice feeling stronger within ourselves to say no. For us to stay consistent with that, for us to stand firm with that, and for us to not waver in us saying no. No is a very powerful word. So I get it, right? I get that it's trying to build more of the empathy in the other people to say, hey, look, don't be so pushy with people. Not everyone's as strong to say no. But I think we need to empower those that don't feel strong because who is it really impacting? It's impacting them. The aggressor will just go find someone else. But if you're struggling with saying no, we need to start there first. So for your homework, if you struggle with saying no, just go in the mirror and say no strongly. You'll start to feel liberated, empowered, and strong. So the next thing that I want to cover with you if you're a passive communicator is we need to define what triggers guilt. Oftentimes when we're passive communicators, we are often people pleasers, okay? Or we may have been conditioned to feel guilty as a child. So anytime a child may have said, no, I don't want to do that, no, right? They may have received some form of punishment for it. Okay. And so for that reason, that punishment can condition the mind to be afraid to say no. But as an adult, that's very hindering on them and their lives. So have you ever said no, but you just feel so guilty at the end of the day? You feel guilty for standing up for yourself. Why? Why? If we're standing up for ourselves, we're advocating for ourselves. It's in good measure. Someone is being disrespectful to us. Someone is overstepping their boundaries. We have to be accountable and responsible for ourselves. We have to protect ourselves because no one else is going to just swoop in like the superhero and do that for you. So what's making you feel guilty? What triggers feelings of guilt? Is it a tone, right? You ever met someone that says, oh, I guess um, if you really don't want to do it, it's fine. And then how does that make you feel? You start feeling guilty. But you know it's really not for you, right? That person will be okay. Trust me, they'll go find something else to do. Or is it when someone says, I'm so disappointed in you. You didn't do what I wanted you to do. 
people can be emotionally manipulative, especially those that are passive aggressive. So we can't feed into any of that type of energy. We have to block it out and know that if we're saying no, it is for a good reason. So we have to know our whys. So of course, yes, we can collaborate. We can work with each other. We can compromise in some areas. We can be helpful when we want to be or when we need to be or when something is needing our true attention. Yes. But if it is something that is not truly impacting your life, it's not holding some sense of value, it's just, you know, everyday things, we have to determine what's going to work best for us. So the stronger you build your boundaries, the easier it will be to become an assertive communicator. I want you to understand that when you set boundaries, people like boundaries. They like to know what defines you. They like to know what is that line? How far can I go? Did I go too far? I don't know. It keeps people in line and it makes you more attractive. So if anything, let that be your greatest motivator that is going to make you an increasingly magnetically attractive person that holds respect for themselves just for the simple fact that you have boundaries. And you know, as you are starting to gain more momentum with becoming more assertive, you will slip up sometimes, right? Sometimes you're going to break down and you're going to do some people pleasing or you're going to go with the flow or just going to do what someone says or you're not going to really say exactly what you want. It takes time. And if you slip up, that's okay. Just ask yourself, what happened? Why did we slip up this time? And just get right back to it. It may take you you know, throughout the year of just that consistent practice of rebuilding yourself, reestablishing who you are to build more of that assertive communication, right? You're fighting against insecurities, fears, thoughts, old patterns, old habits, and that takes time. So don't get frustrated with yourself or upset or feel defeated. You're doing great. Just keep going. Keep in mind to ask yourself, What is the cost of you going along with others? What's the cost to you? Is it costing you time and energy? Is it costing you your sense of security? Is it costing you to feel taken advantage of? What is the cost of you just being passive in life and going along with whatever someone else says? You almost feel like you're not even in control of your own life. And that's a big cost because who's controlling it? Make sure that you're speaking up, that you're projecting that voice, that you are establishing your presence. Moving on from being an aggressive communicator to being an assertive communicator. So in this portion, we are toning it down. Okay, we're softening ourselves up, okay? <laughs> so in this situation, if you tend to be more of an aggressive communicator, allow for others to take the lead sometimes. Do you know how much it would just alleviate stress to not feel like you have to be in control constantly? Allow yourself to 
feel grateful for someone or to appreciate someone, this is going to build stronger relationships for you. Oftentimes, people that are aggressive communicators struggle with having healthy relationships. No one wants to be around an aggressive communicator. They don't have time for it. It's uncomfortable. It just doesn't feel good. So your work is going to be impacted if you're too aggressive in the workplace. Your relationships, your friends, family members, loved ones, relationships, they're going to suck if you're too aggressive in your communication. I'm just going to be straightforward with you. So that's something that we need to get under control. Ask yourself, how can everyone win at the end of the day, including you, right? So we don't want to forget about ourselves, but how can we all win at the end of the day? What benefits everyone? And sometimes we need to address the deeper issue of what's going on. And that deeper issue is that many times we feel invisible. So we become more aggressive because we want people to know that we're here. So if we've been passive for so long in the past, and then we start feeling resentful and angry for being passive and feeling like, you know, we're just stepped over or invisible, then we pendulum swing all the way being very aggressive. So we want to address that deeper core issue that's there in why do we feel invisible? It is easy to blame others. Oh, well, my sister always outshined me. Well, so-and-so said I couldn't do it. But how can we establish ourselves and who we are to not feel invisible, but to not try to take up the space of others? Practice softening your tone. So a lot of times when we're really aggressive, everything's just coming out with force. It's just, this is what I want. I need it now. Get this to me now. How can we soften our tone? Speaking a little slower, speaking with kindness, and practice compassion as much as possible. And I know it's hard to do sometimes, especially when someone is getting on your everlasting nerve. I'm like, oh my gosh, I really don't want to express compassion with you right now. But sometimes it's just a matter of just taking a step back and just asking the person, how are they feeling? You'd be amazed at how much that would just give so much relief to the conversation where we're not firing off aggression in each other. Just saying, hey, just tell me a little bit about what it's like to be in your shoes. Just so we can gain a deeper understanding before we start going for jugulars here. Listen to connect. Don't listen and pause and tune out what they're saying and think of the things you want to say and then say, okay, well, I blah, 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 right? We're not really listening. Don't try to come up with all of these solutions and problem solve. Just really, really take time to listen keenly on the tone, take in the expression, all of that connect, focus on connection. Oftentimes when we're moved into an aggressive state and communicating, we are not connecting. We're not focused on connection. We're focused on getting whatever it is that we want. And ask yourself, what is it costing you to be an aggressive 
communicator? Is it your relationships? Is it your jobs? Is it your peace? Whatever that is. Practice more mind control, right? And confidence. What does that look like? Whenever you have that sense of frustration or anxiety or I really need to get this, practice that mind control. Speak to yourself in a positive way and focus on the desired outcome of how you want things to go. Take a step back and establish your sense of confidence. That's where you truly start to gain the control, not in being aggressive and being forceful and being pushy. And so aside from that, aside from being passive or aggressive, the next tips that I want to cover with you are just in general for being a more assertive communicator. So the next way to be an assertive communicator is to teach people by demonstration. Don't tell people how to treat you. Don't tell people how to communicate with you. You can address it and you can bring it up, but ultimately it should be through demonstration. If you constantly find yourself repeating yourself on a regular basis on, all right, don't contact me on the weekends, right? But we're replying on the weekends. Okay, don't call me after 10, but you're answering the phone after 10. You show them by teaching, by demonstration. So you don't answer the phone. You don't answer the emails during the times that you're unavailable. Okay. Stay consistent in your pitch and direct in your tone. Have you ever talked to someone and everything that they said went upward at the end? So for example, they say, I love doing this and I really like going to the mall. And I really love to eat tacos. It almost sounds like everything they're saying is a question. But when you're an assertive communicator, it's very clear, consistent, and direct. I really love doing this. And I also really love tacos. Which one sounds better? The one that sounded like everything was a question? Or the one that sounded a bit more consistent? Stay consistent in your message. This is another big one. If you start off strong with your key points of the things that you want to address, but then you fluctuate and you're like, well, no, I didn't really mean it like that. Well, no, even though I said that, I really didn't mean it. Say what you mean. No one has the time to be a mind reader or try to figure out what you really mean. And then they can't trust what you're saying because You backtrack and say, well, I I mean, I really didn't mean that. Even though I said it, I really didn't mean that. Well, say what you mean. And if you're not ready to articulate exactly what you mean to say, take some time to pull back and say, I will address this a little bit later. I want to really process what I'm saying. The beautiful thing about being an assertive communicator means that you are balanced. You don't have to rush to reply You want to respond. And if something is requiring for you to answer something that you don't have the clear answer to, it's okay to come back to it later. The next way to be an assertive communicator is to avoid manipulation to get your way. So this is what happens with passive aggressive communication where, you know, you have someone that's aggressive, clearly they're establishing themselves and they're saying what they want and they don't care how anyone feels about it. And we have those that are passive. They just do what everyone else says. 
But then the passive aggressive person doesn't feel comfortable with either or because they're not getting their way being super passive. And then they feel like they're the bad guy when they're super aggressive. So they try to be manipulative to get their way. It's unnecessary. Truly, it is a waste of energy. It's draining. It's draining on you and it's draining on the other person. Just clearly state what you're needing and know your why. When you know your why behind your decisions, things become a lot easier for you. So those are my tips that I have to share with you on becoming an assertive communicator. I hope that this was helpful and I hope that you enjoyed the other section of being a confident communicator. And with these tips, this should be enough to really get you started and getting ahead in life when it comes to communication, if this has been a struggle for you. So I hope that you enjoy this. Definitely stay tuned for more. As always, we're here Tuesdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Heartblend Podcast. <laughs>